is go live and we are live biz what's up man what's up man how's it going but uh you back at the swamp fest both have all our limbs both our eyes we made it out unscathed well at least i made it out unscathed i don't know how you made it out uh we drove there so (laughs) picture um going through all that chaos and then you have a drive back but it was good because we separated it we stayed like three days in new orleans which is cool i've never been there so it was cool you guys were parked like literally one of the closest vehicles possible to all of the action well i was just going by like i was there two years ago and i was that's where the fast and loose guys were set up and i'm like very much a creature habit so i'm like okay that's where i was before Mm. i want to under the tree where there's some shade when that sun comes popping up in the morning and then yeah it and then kind of everyone that kind of came in just kind of settled around our group and we we're like oh man we're closer to the chaos this year than than prior yeah at one point there was definitely fireworks going off probably like 30 feet from the van you guys brought oh yeah there was it was non-stop it was um probably three days of like a total of 10 hours sleep like trying to mortars going off at all hours like uh, oh yeah you gotta do it sometimes though it was enjoyable that's swamp fest you go there expecting that yeah if you go expecting to stay clean and not get good sleep then you're going for the wrong reason yeah at one point i made a comment about like you think this is a safe place to stand this was like the first one we went to and someone was like if you're looking for safety here you're in the wrong place (laughs) yeah i'm kind of bummed i didn't bring uh clear glasses for uh i don't know if you stuck around when everything was really getting nuts but i had like my dark glasses on just in case the mortar went in my eye and it was kind of hard to see but i still kept them on oh yeah so that was an oss trip for you guys yeah, we, we, we um we left from Long Beach, pinned it straight to Houston, which is twenty it was took us like twenty eight hours. Jeez. So yeah, we went straight to Houston, stayed there for a couple of days in road, but yeah, on the drive there it was like I usually fall asleep while driving and I was like, I'll stay up in the front seat as long as I don't have to drive. And like they do like four hour shifts. So I went through like five different people of just like staying up for some reason i yeah i I could just stay up in the front seat and we bullshit and you know road stuff so other people would sleep and then people would come in it was like a whole like shift dude i don't know how you can do that i fall asleep i'm just passing out the whole time i don't know i i still get like it's i'm 42 now and going on a trip i still like have that excitement anticipation you know what i mean like i'm like yeah I'm like we're doing it we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i still get like yeah i don't know i still get just as stoked to to be going somewhere so that's like I'm, my adrenaline's running and stuff you know like uh-huh and it doesn't matter how much adrenaline i have it <laughs> after an hour i'm like oh god oh, we gotta pull over <laughs> yeah yeah that's me driving but passenger i'm fine you know what that's actually true there's a definitely a difference there so you guys stopped in Houston. Then did you go straight to Swamp Fest from Houston? Yeah, yeah. We, we stopped in Houston Road for a couple of days, and there, there's actually a couple, like, uh, we kind of did a couple behind-the-scenes vlogs of it, so those are out. So 
filmed for a little bit and then went straight from Houston yeah, to Orlando. And then we're like uh, keeping all the clips for like a little small like route. Nice. So, uh, did you guys ride the, the brick quarters? No, we did not. We kind of just like winged it on our own. Just kind of like saw what we saw and rode. Actually worked up, especially for guys. The younger guys like Andy Garcia and Riley Mills killed it. Like you put stuff in front of those guys and they'll. Yeah. Oh yeah. Friggin Garcia, that guy. Yeah. He's like a machine. Yeah. Give him a little flat. Hold out of it. So. Yeah. Uh, and then you said you went to New Orleans. Yeah, we did Swamp Fest and then packed it up and then it straight to new orleans it was cool it was like wasn't as much as um riding stuff as we found but it was just cool to check that off the list that was actually the last well i need alaska but louisiana was the last out of them all so just need Alaska. <laughs> whoa you're gonna fly there or are you gonna drive there i mean i don't have any plans of it anytime soon i don't you know what i mean like I'd love to go there, but that seems like a very expensive one. And yeah, yeah that's far. Nope. I, I, I won't be mad if that one's never dropped off. So, get a hop whip over a grizzly bear or over a map or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anywhere other than new Orleans, you guys, did, well, okay. So you said you didn't ride a lot there, but to be there. So, was there any like craziness going on in the city at that time? So the week the week before was Mardi Gras. Yeah, we we actually drove through it on the way there, and we were like, "Go!" You know? We're like, "No, that looks like too much. We're already going to chaos right now. We don't need to see that chaos." So then on the yeah on the way back, it was literally like just that place looked like a Tasmanian devil ran through it. Like it was like beads everywhere and just the aftermath of Mardi Gras. But it was like. I was stoked on it. Like it was a different looking area than a lot of the a lot of the country. Like very unique looking, the housing, all that stuff. And I, I so it was cool. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder why the uh, why the. I wonder if it's because it's below sea level or the French Quarter and all that. All that looks cool. Like all like all huh. that sort of different style housing. So. It was really cool. That sounds cool. And then did you guys just book it back after that or stop anywhere else? Yeah, we left New Orleans and then pinned it to San Antonio, stayed for the night in a $35 hotel, and then pinned it home. So it, it worked out. Yeah, it wasn't – it actually didn't feel that bad. No one, like – no one got it on each other's nerves. Everyone was fine. Like, usually you picture being in, like, a band that long, like, like a couple like people getting on each other's nerves and it was awesome like when we got back i was like damn i could go another week <laughs> like that's was, awesome yeah it was rad uh did you did you get anything that you were stoked on filming wise i mean we houston i got a couple things and then new orleans i'm like i don't know i'm very set up set up oriented and, and i'm not just gonna be able to you're not gonna put a couple flat ledges in front of me and I'm not going to be able to fire stuff out. So, you know, mm -hmm. there was just the younger guy. They really like all of it. And Andy Garcia on a flat ledge because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Riley 
Yeah, Riley too. He killed it. And Mills, Mills is uh, yeah, he's close, getting close to forty. He's like thirty-eight, and he did a bunch of awesome stuff. He's he's so motivated and just loves being out and doing it. And Mills is awesome to be. He's definitely. That's sick. That's really cool to hear. I mean, were more people on that trip over thirty than were under thirty? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Phil. Phil was Phil's the main dude, and he's he's like mid thirties. And then yeah, Andy and Ry- Riley's twenty one, so he was the youngest. And then yeah, Grant sees our filmer, so it's just, yeah. Definitely, it's a definitely a diverse crowd, but it works. It was awesome, and then, there were supposed to be a few other people coming, like High Desert, but he had to drop out at the last minute. And Pat Frame, he was supposed to come too, so it was just a few people had to drop out at the last minute. But it ended up working out really awesome. That's well, I'm glad to hear it worked out, and it's good. And I'm stoked to see like the trip video or whatever it ends up actually being. Yeah, it'll be like a short little like little four minute, five minute of all like the best riding from it so it'll be cool hell yeah that's rad and that was for oss yeah 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 it was just the whole like lead up there there's some cool vlogs and stuff if you check those out like just kind of like the shenanigans that happened on the way and we like blew out tires and semi trucks blasting by us and just you know the usual road trip stuff but mm. it, it, it's entertaining you know like everyone likes seeing the inside stories from a trip you know oh yeah and that that blowout you guys had on the side of the road in like the middle of the country yeah mills handled that like a champ we're in the fast lane and he's like i think the tire's gone out and i'm in the passenger and i'm like yeah i think it is and it was just like like swerving and semi trucks and just it was a definitely one of those scary moments because you're just on the side of the freeway and they leave you enough room just to park your car and yeah. try, trying to change a tire there but riley's the northwest mechanic and he was under the vehicle and phil too and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it gets definitely freaky when you got those semis flying by you at 80 miles an hour and yeah but those are the those are the experiences that make a what a trip is you know Oh yeah. So as that, what's like the craziest thing that you remember happening kind of like that on a road trip? Oh man. Or a crazy thing that might be crazier than that. Uh, I was actually thinking of this one. It was, um, Dennis Anderson just texted me. I don't know what he wants, but it's pretty funny. Um, I, I remember we were on a square one trip. And everyone was asleep and, and Chris Bennett was driving and I was sitting passenger and I was like, must have been dreaming that we were going off the road or just like about to blast off the side of the road. And I, I woke up and grabbed the wheel and yanked it trying to save us. <laughs> we were going straight and we should have been turning. But luckily Bennett had like a good handle like on the thing because I just grabbed it and just tried to start yanking at us. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, thank God, because I could have rolled that vehicle very, very easily. Oh my God, that would have been a wild story. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we would have been here to tell it. Jeez, no that's... kidding. Yeah, seriously. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad that he did have a good grip on it. You guys, yeah, didn't die. Like the middle of the night, and I'm just like, well, grab the wheel. One of those like 
you're almost or you're just on the edge of sleep and wake up like fuck yeah exactly yeah and i'm like but yeah that's that's pretty crazy for sure that's that's (laughs) definitely yeah there's hundreds of them hundreds of those stories you know so all right this is the second time that greg hunt has asked for a good story of ice money so i guess i'm gonna bring it up greg greg hunt is ice money right that's his name (laughs) i know maybe that's why yeah that's his name i'm pretty sure yeah that's greg hunt like do you know who ice money is are you gonna crucify me if i say no no uh, not at all. I don't, so educate me. I, we'll leave it a mystery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it a mystery. If you know who Ice Money is, you know who Ice Money is. Just leave it at that. I feel like I've just heard Van say Ice Money. Yeah, you, you, it, it, Van would know for sure. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> no, but we've been talking, or before this about um that missed call that we had from the previous one of these that we did and i feel like i remember from that conversation that we were talking about an injury that you were coming back from maybe i think it was maybe shoulder like i i like i just landed flat and, and like pulled out my shoulder but i didn't really know what was wrong with it and it wouldn't get better but and it it i saw this one doctor rooftop referred me to when he fixed it up in three visits and i was like Whoa! All right. I'm For real? How does that happen? Um, I don't know. I don't That's know why they're the doctor. <laughs> this guy, you go. You, it, it's up the street from me, and you'll go in there, and you'll see like Nigel Houston and different people in there, and like he knows what he's doing. So that well, I'm glad to hear that because I was going to ask like what the updates were. Obviously, you've been riding I, since then. I, I, he he goes, I'll have you better in three visits. Like before, I couldn't even lift my shoulder above. And I was just like putting it off, like I was going through with some insurance stuff, and I was like couldn't see like a like an actual doctor, but this one's pay as you go, just a physical therapist. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll have you better in three visits." Three visits, I was good. Damn. So I don't know what it was, but he did <laughs> it did something. Yeah, that's awesome because I feel like I remember you saying something about the S and M welcome video not being like as much as you really wanted because of it yeah yeah even that even that video like i was like so i got on snm and i had my yellow bike and it was just like i couldn't really like post anything or anything and it was like a month and i'm like because if you're on a yellow bike like automatically like gonna be like everyone knows like usually S and M. you know mm-hmm. what i mean kind of like whatever charlie i'll just get like four clips or whatever but i was like just put it out you know so it was like i wish i could have went like a few months doing it but it was only like literally a couple weekends so yeah but i rewatched that video again today and that was that's such a fun video with like the muller skit yeah charlie killed that like charlie that charlie's a genius and he'll like make funny stuff and it's like yeah because the, like riding wise it would have sucked with just those clips out but like having having bowler and that little skit like made it funny you know? yeah it was very well done i was entertained throughout the whole thing and yeah thank you yeah and but that was literally only like five clips so it was just like whatever even even so that was like all it needed to be to be enjoyable yeah. uh speaking of snm though it's been damn 2020 
was when I saw that you were the news was posted up. Was that twenty twenty? Wow. We did our thing in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm gonna. Man. If I type in Ryan Biz Jordan S and M. Uh, yeah, October twenty sixth, twenty twenty was when the video came out. All right, so at the end of the end of twenty twenty. So two and a half years now. How's things going? Awesome. I, I, I'm sure as you know, welcome to the team as well. But yeah, so it's thank you. I don't know. It's the coolest, most legendary bike company ever, and I like everyone there. And it's just they're down the road, and it's been a dream since you were a kid to ride for SNM. And I'm same as with Doyle getting on. Like he has that that same feeling with it. It's such like a nostalgia van, brand. And you're mm-hmm. like, it, I still trip out looking down at my bike and seeing the logos on it because it was such like a huge staple in my childhood, like growing up. And it's just cool to rep them and be a part of it and that I was welcomed on. Yeah, there's definitely like a legendary list of riders getting put there with with you in 2020, then Doyle recently, Mark Patozny, yeah. then... Then even on the fit side, Corey Stasio. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like it was, that was my favorite. Like uh, we were at a, an S and M party, and Melissa was like, she was like, "Man, I, we need Doyle on the team." <laughs> we're hanging out, and I was like, "Yeah, we do." And then that next morning, I was like, I hit up Doyle. He's like, "You want to ride for S and M?" And he's like, "What? I don't know what's going. How did this happen?" Like. Like how yes. like what's going on and like I filled him in and then linked him to Charlie and stuff and then it, it snowballed from there and it's like I think it's been one of the best things ever like people love it like seriously love it like him coming together it was like him coming together with S and M it was just like made perfect sense and everyone loves it. It broke the internet for a few days. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, like his like they had to do another rerun of his frames because they like became such well sellers and people just want it. It's like people can relate to the, to the brand and to Doyle and to have those like together just made it perfect sense. Oh yeah. That, that MOD Doyle frame that's like just been released in the last few weeks. Yeah. It's like, it was a huge response for it. Yeah. What, uh, what frame are you riding right now? I ride the uh, the Hoder BTM XL, like the bigger one that then that you ride. I just like how the bigger standover and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's just it's literally like my favorite frame I've ever ridden. Like seriously, like not even just saying that. Like it's one of my favorites. Yeah, did is that the one? Is that was the same frame that you started on in the yellow bike, or is yeah, yeah, same exact frame. I've been on the same like the same one. I've only had two frames so far, and it was the yellow one, and now I have a raw one. So nice, yeah, hell yeah. I was just curious, and then uh, which fork did you go with? I I ride demolition forks. Oh, that's yeah. right, demolition. So I ride Peraza's forks, and like yeah, I ride. S&M pedals and S&M frame and some other stuff, but mostly it's all demolition stuff other than that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was going to ask about some of that stuff because like how long have you ridden for demolition? It'd be, it's 21 years now. No demolitions that old. 
Demolition started in 2000, and I got on. I got on in 2002. Yeah. So. Whoa. I, right around that time. Yeah. So. Damn, that's that is wild. I had no idea that they had been around that long. Yeah, vol- volume started in '99, and then demolition started in 2000. So. Dang. So what what was the first like stuff that you were riding at Demolition? What were they making at that time? Really big stems and <laughs> everyone made really big stems, okay? <laughs> like wheels, like front wheels that were 14 mil, but yeah. but it was drilled out to fit into a, the regular ax- 3/8 axle slot, so you'd mm. have like just a slot and it'd go in and a lot of yeah, it was, it was definitely a learning curve for a lot of companies those years, just what stuff to make and how light and stuff was overbuilt. And yeah, so you I never just re- taught me something. I had no idea that that's why those axles were slotted like that. Yeah, so it could fit into the regular forks, yeah. so Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> that just blew my mind. So demolition for 21 years. Yeah. Is, those, is that the yeah yeah as far as like the company i've been with the longest yeah that'd be it so Jeez. everything else comes and goes you know yeah i mean 21 years is a long time for anybody in bmx there's probably not a lot of other that are so much too much longer than that yeah well nyquist haro 97 <laughs> which is crazy but... i was four yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. They've always treated me good, and I've been fortunate enough to work with them, and it's it's been cool. I've seen a lot of people come and go, <laughs> like, but it's been... yeah, that's that's really awesome. I'm, it's cool to see companies sticking with people for such lengths of time like that. Yep. Uh, I actually had some of the first aftermarket parts that I bought were demolition parts. Oh yeah, yeah the lime green stuff. Oh man, yeah I bet. <laughs> I don't know if that stuff goes so well, but you bought it. So <laughs> <laughs> I had no, my whole bike was decked out: lime yeah. green front rim and hub, the brakes, the seat, the rear okay. hub. Yeah, I think I had. I think I had the pegs in lime green, but but yeah. all I. Could... Yeah. Uh, so, it was. Was 2002 when you first became a pro, or was it before that? Um, I, I became pro at end of nine, 98. End of but, 98. Yeah, end of 98. But back then, pro meant, like, a lot of the times, like, you'd enter a pro contest. And if you made finals, that meant, like, you would you would turn pro. So you'd sign – they'd be, like, 100 dudes in a dirt contest or something and usually it was mostly like a lot of the times it was the same 12 always in every time and then if you got into that 12 it kind of like you would turn pro you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you were gonna win money and you were with these other guys you know and usually if you made it into those finals you were gonna pick up a sponsor real quick because there wasn't many dudes like sneaking in so right yeah like i had friends that like one one guy Adam Aloise, like he got in there, like then got like a trek offer from one finals. Yeah. So wow. it was just Yeah. It was definitely different times of turning pro and what it meant. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you about that because you've lived it and you've lived in these different times of it. Like, how different was being a pro back then versus today? Man, it, it, I mean, I guess it was just like, it's all relative with the time, but I, people say it was way easier then, but I don't, I don't know. I think it was just as hard to, to break into it then as it is now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you were, you had to battle through all those people to get into that spot. You know what I mean? You still had to be good enough to get in there. Yeah. Like the tricks weren't on the same level by any means, but at the time they were like the hot tricks. So you had to know those, you know? Right. I feel like that part's not really any different because the level just elevates, you know, and the ceiling, how close the level is to the ceiling of what people could even do probably isn't, super different and for me to get for me to get even like noticed back then we were i'd drive we'd drive to like pittsburgh for a contest from boston and that was still like a, so i'm driving 17 hours to go to a contest and then hopefully you do decent there it isn't like you can do it from your home and post it online and and you know so right yeah that's wild to consider and just looking at how like so i mean back then what were they asking of you? I mean, pretty uh, for me, for me, like, well, everyone was like pretty much contest results then. Yeah. Like you had to like, even if you were like, like even like there was very select few that didn't go to contest, but yeah, it was all results, like pretty much all results that we, that we went by. And then like maybe video projects, but like, in like a, like a side thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, at least for the way it worked for me, you know what I mean? Like I, like you went, you got sent to contest, you're expected to do good. So, you know. Yeah. That's so crazy because I I feel like I, that's not even, I feel like you can pretty definitively say that way more professional riders today don't compete than do. But yeah. And then you even go to that other side the other world of it all that vice stuff they're all it's the same thing they're depending on contest results you know what i mean so mm-hmm. shit. but there's two different worlds of it now like back then i think pretty much everyone what like rode in contests like even if you weren't a contest rider you still kind of did it yeah yeah you know? i mean it seems like from the way you're talking about it that that was that was how you did it and there's probably yeah. a few people who and didn't. it was the, the easiest way to get noticed you know what i mean if you did good at that so Right. It totally makes sense. Not having social media and only having these specific events that the people who would need to see you could. Yeah, it was different times, but different, but similar, you know, so. Yeah. And then comparing that to like today for you, I mean, I mean, like how I do stuff now. Yeah. (laughs) I yeah I stopped doing contests a long time ago so the video thing kind of took over so and just Mm. I'm obviously not going to be able to put out as much content now because I'm older but when I do I'm stoked on it you know oh yeah for sure and that's I feel like that's kind of just the way it is today in that people that's what people want to see that's what gets the people who are excited to see your video stoked is because it's you and you're proud of it and what you want it to be. Yeah. It's, it's still hard being older. You're like, damn, 
you question yourself way more, like way more. Like, is that good enough? I'm like, did I need to like, should I post that? You know what I mean? Like, that's like, you definitely question yourself a lot more. And I've been trying to to not do that as much, you know, because I'll I'll be like, nah, I can't post that. I can't post that. And then I'll be like. But then I'll do post it and people get psyched on it. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have stressed that so hard. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you maintain, like, the quality of yourself is that yeah. you're you're hard on yourself so that you you know that you're doing good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be a little easier with it, though. <laughs> like, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of these times these days people just want to see you ride and see you having fun, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, to hear you say that it gets you get more tough on yourself is not confidence boosting for me because I'm already like I will do the trick eight different times just to be oh. excited about it. Oh, same. And then I'll go home and watch it, and I'll be like, "That was trash." You know, I just like won't even do anything with it. My problem is that <clears throat> I'll do it, then I'll do it eight more times, and then I'll go home and watch, and the first <laughs> one is fine. Yeah. I've done that multiple times. Yeah, yeah. I think we all have. Yeah, well, we're all our worst critics, you know. Everyone does that. But oh yeah. So, in this conversation of like talking about the comparison between pro back in '98 when you first turned pro to pro today, like, what do you think makes someone a good pro today? I mean, I mean, there's, there's so many different levels of it. I think today, like. It's hard for me to comprehend, but I, I, I think for brand wise, it's just them. You're you have to be out there so much more and, and putting yourself out there and and being relatable and and not just cookie cutter and it, it, you got to have a little more something for something to draw people in. You know what I mean? Like it's beside your riding, so it's mm-hmm. just. I mean, now I think, yeah, I guess it is tougher. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many more aspects of it. Yeah, at the same time, though, it somewhat feels like when people are, like, authentic to themselves or they push what they're good at to a further, far enough extent and they do that long enough, that's when they start to kind of get recognized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see the people that aren't trying to force it either. Like, genuine. Loving it right and doing it you know oh yeah and that's that's like obviously a little bit excluding the contest side of things because like the whole point of that is you know you gotta ride good enough to make finals and do well and so yeah it's a little bit different than just considering the the video part rider how dude how weird is it that there's like instagram riders (laughs) yeah that that trips me out on dudes that can put out the most insane clip out a video par because even riding today with andy like andy garcia he filmed the rail clip and then right after that he's filming an instagram clip and i'm because i have like it's hard for me like do it it's just both of them are going to be hard for me so it's just like i don't he but he has these different levels the same as riley and all these like most younger riders are like that these days they just have different levels of it but mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like somewhat lucky in just doing this type of stuff that i do with youtube and that like 
I'll do, I film everything. And then if I'm in the middle of something, I'm like, this is probably way too good to like put in a thing. I just, I make sure that it's filmed well and then I don't yeah. put it in the video and it's saved. And then at the same time, if you, if you don't have anything to film for, like, why are you going to save it anyways? You know what I mean? So it, it's, if you're working on a project, I, I understand it, but a lot of people don't have that outlet or, or that they're like putting together a part for. So it's just, what do you hold on to it for? Put it out. Yeah, but at the same time, at least in my mindset, because I mean, I haven't always had companies to make videos for, so I've yeah. literally just always made well, not, edits. Not, every, not everyone's as motivated as you. And, I, and, I guess. I guess. You 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 really take initiative and, and put out your own part. A lot of people, it's just like if you don't have someone behind you doing it, you know, it's just you might as well, or their their eyes, just put it out as opposed to saving it because. They may not have the know how to edit it, or I don't know, you know? That's yeah, the, that's a good perspective to have on it. I guess you have to look at it through different lenses of things. Yeah, there's there, yeah, there's so many different levels of pro that is. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> We're definitely trending towards that as a, as a community in BMX of just people doing whatever they want to do and what makes them stoked. Yeah, it's, it's come a long way. The guidelines are a little looser these days. If you if, if it makes you, happy. yeah, yeah. And when you uh, when you turned pro in '98, did you ever think about how long you thought you'd be doing it? No, not at all. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know. You're such an you're in the moment the whole time. Like mm. you. you the whole time you're doing it, it's just like before you know it, ten years goes by. Whoa, still traveling. I remember being like, kind of got out of the dirt scene and like like contest in like 2006. Well, just time to wrap it up. <laughs> that was like 2006, and then it, it gone through so many different periods and stuff that just you find like a new motivation to want. It's like, oh man, all right. Now like yeah you just having that thought in 2006 is almost 18 years old <laughs> i know that's like i was like oh, what, what can i do what, i can't like it's a time when like everyone all these crazy flip tricks were coming in and stuff like that i remember that yeah i'm like i can't i can't compete with this so. yeah yeah but <laughs> it's cool that bmx has evolved in a way that you don't have to yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's wild just to think about the longevity of things. Like, did you ever, or have you gotten to a point where you care more about eating or exercising or things like that? I mean, I, I definitely try and eat better. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, I try and eat better. I I stretch a lot and stuff like that, but I think i got kind of lucky because if you look at my dad he's like looks like this like chiseled machine that never really, <laughs> like never had to do anything so i think i got good genes from him somehow and like it's i've never like really felt horrible so that's awesome yeah that's really lucky that's the uh what did robbie call it in that 
Chuck Driver <laughs> video. Yeah. Special yeah. strength. Yeah, that made me laugh. So. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, whenever I do these things with people, I always ask my buddy Sponge, who was the guy in the front of the U-Haul at Swamp Fest, I always ask him stuff to talk about. You look like what? you wanted to say something. Me? Yeah, you looked like you were wanting to say something. What U-Haul? Like, what was it? Whenever we were talking in front of the U-Haul there for a minute. Oh, I can't remember. Either way. Doesn't matter. <laughs> My buddy Sponge, he was the one who was in that. And uh, yeah. when we were standing there talking, but I always ask him what, if he, there's any cool stuff that I should bring up. And he actually brought up a really, really cool topic. And that is music and video parts and how it seems like you kind of cared about music a little bit because one you're always you seem like you're always wearing headphones while you're riding yeah i i need that i just need that distraction i need that motivation like that didn't start till later on like probably in my 30s like yeah, yeah right yeah i don't know you just need that extra motivation and that's what that's what did it for me and i still buy these like these little ipad shuffle things that the little square things oh yeah i know what you're talking about i still buy I still buy those off of like uh, eBay whatever, and I, I find them for like 20 bucks and those are like, and I still have like a MacBook from like 2001 with all my old songs on it. And I just load that up and it holds like 400 songs. And I just like, do that and like, it, yeah, it's different for different riding. Like, and it's a lot of like video part songs, like, like older video parts that people have like rode to. And like, I, I picture them and it, it gives me the motivation and like, say like, there'll be different music for lines or different music for like one-off things. Like, like if I have to do something crazy, it's totally different than if I'm filming a line thing, like a line thing might be something super mellow and like long. Yeah. It's, I have like, and I'll just skip through, keep on skipping through until I find it. I'm like, okay, let's go. Huh? Yeah. What's an example of something that'll get you hyped for like something one and done. I, something Van Road too, or like Martinez or something like that. And then for like a line, maybe like an Edwin song that he wrote too. So it's like, yeah, mostly, yeah, it's a lot of riding song. So just kind of like pictures me watching the video and how psyched that video got me. So, it, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, it's always been that way. Like I've been on like, sometimes it dies like mid trying it. And I'm just like, I can't, like I can't keep on filming because I don't I don't have that. Whoa, yeah. you you trained your brain that much. Yeah. Yeah, it's like or I like if if I'm kind of getting close, it'll be one song and I'll just keep on restarting it and restarting it and restarting it and restarting it and like yeah. And I'm like I'm like fucking do it. I'm like like <laughs> like Van did it to this, like just make yourself do it, you know what I mean? Like I'll use that like a lot like like, like, like this isn't even not as gnarly as something Martinez did, and look what he did. Like, make yourself do it, you know. That's so cool. So, but when it comes to your video parts, he brought up how you have a lot of classic rock. In it's, it's a lot of like I I always like girl singers, so like I, I went with a lot of girl singers. Like most, I, I, I always enjoyed that. Was it for anything other than just your taste? And that's what you liked? I don't know. I love what girls sound singing. <laughs> that's, no, it's yeah. totally fair. I'm just trying to get the insight yeah. on it. Yeah. 
no, no, no particular, just what, what sounded good to me, you know what I mean? Like, to yeah. my ear. Yeah, yeah, so, so it was like, is the music in your video super important to you then? To me it is, yeah, like, I'll, I'll hunt down for like, I'll start out, like, like, as I'm filming for the part, and I'll even have the song pick, and I can, like, picture something I'm doing while filming, I'm like, okay, this wow. works there. Like, I understand this, or I'll even, like, be riding to the song that that I chose, and I'm like, okay, I, I understand this, or, like, understand where something might fit in, or, like, it won't, like, you know, work that way, because it'll give me motivation to, to see that clip that needs to be in there. Yeah, that's, that's such a cool insight onto that, and that's, like, a totally different, deeper level of planning, too. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I get so like into finding songs and stuff like that, and it, it, granted, it's not the most like um, like underground songs, but it's just I find ones that haven't been used, but it's just it worked. That that's like well, I don't know. That's like one of the funnest parts of it is finding a song. You know what I mean? Like I'll put in hours and hours just looking oh, for yeah. stuff. I don't know. It just makes the whole process. That's like part of the whole process and it makes it fun you know oh like yeah. and when you finally like even for this upcoming like oss video like we have a full length coming out in like probably a month and a half or something and like i went through there was this one band and i talked to some like ryan navazio and he like who is a very good editor and mm -hmm. video maker and he gave me a suggestion for this band and i went through four hours of it very last song that came up i'm like oh shoot this is it this works yeah so i, I was driving and the, yeah the last song that came up i'm like oh damn this is it you know yeah 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 just you can kind of click i know because i do line a lot of lines and then like a few one-off things so you can just kind of piece it hey that's my dog sorry oh you're good yeah so you can just kind of piece it together in your head so when it clicks it clicks you know Yep, absolutely. I mean, being that I've, you know, filmed and edited all of my videos, I know exactly the, the struggle because, dude, sometimes it's just days and days of listening. Oh. Yeah, like it, it's come across stuff. You're like, what is it? How is this even a song? Something like that. But when you do come across it, it's just it's so cool because it's just part of the whole process, you know? Oh, yeah. And like with the Lip Lords series, I kind of pigeonholed myself into a very, very specific vibe of the song, yeah. regardless of the genre of it. It's a very specific vibe. So sometimes it, not sometimes, it always takes longer to find the song than it does to edit the entire thing. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the guys that have to deal with music clips because that's a, that's a headache, you know? <laughs> like, yeah trying to find something good yeah if you're that's if you're gonna like sell it or you have to clear it but these days with youtube i feel like just with a real edit that you're really putting time into as long as it's not blocked in certain countries or blocked from being able to be watched like i don't even care about clearing a song for an edit anymore yeah yeah i think it was a few years ago Two thousand thirteen to two thousand nine, where everything. Yeah, and it was just there. That was a period of time where the copyright stuff was a little less, or was a little more strict. To where there's so many bands 
that would just block your video outright from even being able to play online if you used yeah. the music. Yeah. So is it how important do you feel like songs for video parts are when you're watching them? Is it just yours personally that you care about or do you care with them? Some sometimes I'm like, I is this only sound good to me? Because <laughs> like, I'm like that. That's the thing too. Like, am I trusting myself and not the guy who's putting together the video? But we've always kind of, I've always kind of been on good terms with the person making it. They're like, oh yeah, good suggestion. But sometimes I'm like, well, I like this. Will a 42, will a 22 year old kid like this? You know, it's mm. just like sometimes I question how I feel about it. But yeah, yeah. Every, yeah, everything like watching it the people's part. That's like a huge part of it. The song doesn't work with it. Doesn't work, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, do you, do you feel like there's certain genres of music that fit riding better in general? I mean, it's different for everyone too. You know, like there's there's different people. Like, like they like okay, bring it up. Like Lewis Mills, his his part that came out. I wouldn't necessarily listen to like that was like a club song or something yeah right yep but i thought that worked perfect it did like, too like that's not something i'm ever gonna listen to yep like, but that worked so good with him and i loved it i loved it i think it worked awesome yep. like so that just goes to show like you can tell like that's what he's into and that's his personality and it worked you know yep and then another example kind of charlie's song in in the new video yeah, that see that's fun. like me and Charlie talked about that, and I was like, Charlie, I'm like taking away from your writing. Like your writing is so good, and this is kind of like a like not as serious song. And he's like, No, nah, you'll get it, you'll get it. <laughs> I was like, Nah, dude, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna get this. And then probably a week later, I'm like, Yeah, I get it, Charlie. That, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That like that worked out. You know what I mean? And like, and it actually did. Yeah, I know. And he's a video maker and I'm not, so he knows what he's doing and yeah. And I was like I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was like It's so funny and for anybody who has no idea what we're talking about, you just have to watch SM's built different video and see Charlie's yeah. part. Yeah, he 100% said that to me. He's like, yeah, you'll get it. Maybe not right now, maybe in a bit, but you'll you'll understand. That's so funny. And it's just his personality, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So. Yep. I mean, in talking about video parts and stuff, and and songs that go with riding, I watched uh, Van's Holy Fit part again today. And ACDC. I don't know the name of the song, but for those about to rock. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that's the name or not, but that the way it goes with the riding and when that song picks up at the end and gets super fast and his riding just gets taken to the next level is just perfect. Yeah. That that song's explosive and his riding's explosive so it just went. Yeah. I think Yeah, he almost has like a impossible standard to live up to with the songs going with his writing oh yeah he, he set the standard very high if you went from that Aussie but cheers to him because 
lived up to every part he's put out. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite video part? A van? Just in general. Of myself? Um, you and maybe if you have one of anybody else. Oh, man. Favorite video. It's funny, like, more of my favorite was, like, a video as a whole. Like, there was, like, a... It had no parts, but it's called 1201, and it was one of Stu's first videos, and that had no parts. So that's probably my all-time favorite video. So, yeah, but part, yeah, part would be so hard for me to pick out right now. But anything Taj put out was obviously I loved. So, yeah, but it was it was a lot of, like, the older crew, like, scene videos where they, like, filmed all summer, and they were visiting each area. And, like, that's mm. that was a lot of, like, 90s videos, late 90s. Was they were just filming all summer or whatever, and then they'd put it all together. Seg- like be like, okay, Pittsburgh section, Fort Wayne, Indiana section, Boston section. So yeah, those are always my favorite. There should be more of those that come out today. Yeah, I love those. Those are, yeah, that was my all time favorite because they it would be a group of riders visiting each, filming it, their experiences they had there, putting it up. Yeah, that would be really cool. Huh. Uh, oh, I forgot a question about music. This this might be a funny one here. So we talked about kind of like really good blends of music and writing. Can you think of an example of a video part that like could have had a better song that fit the writing better? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I'm trying to think. I know that it exists, but I can't think off the oh, top no. of my head. There's hundreds that exist. Um, the entire trap music era. <laughs> it depends, like, because that, that kind of stuff can work for certain people. You know? It can. Like, yes, it, it can. It, shoot, off the top of my head, I can't come up with any. That's okay. We won't self-incriminate here. Actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just cool to hear think about the whole concept of music and how important it is to riding. And then I had no idea how important music was to just you actually riding. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I need that. I need that. Like, and I'm usually I'm usually one headphone, one out. I still like to hear what's going on around me and hear my bike, but I still need the one in. Right do that a lot of the times one in one out yeah I, I used to listen to headphones every single time i rode and then one of my buddies gave me crap for her one day and was like dude we just want to talk to you while we're riding with you yeah mine's only when filming yeah only when filming like not if i'm just riding that's usually not in because you're usually hanging out talking to your buddies like mm. bullshitting so yeah it's usually just when i'm filming which is pretty that, cool need that extra motivation get you in the zone yeah seriously is there is there like one song that stands out the most in you that really helps you like i'm looking for this song when i'm shuffling uh yeah like i said it just depends on what i'm doing too like it, it, yeah like it depends if it's a line off but yeah i'll just but i shoot yeah like i don't know i have so many on there that just come up and i'm like okay yeah so each one works for like a different purpose you know? Yeah, business music review. 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's just, it, it, I mean, it's a lot of mainstream stuff and a lot of stuff that's always been. There. Yeah, I'm not discovering new music. Stuff that Feel that. So to go back to the favorite stuff, do you have a favorite part of yours? Um, it was um. I really like my headlights part. Extremely. Like that yeah. was four years ago. I really like that one. And then I, each one is for a different reason. Making mm-hmm. some of them are shorter. Like a lot of the ones I. Actually, no, no. My favorite one, it's not online right now because it was on Vimeo and I've been trying to have Mastroni send it to me. Me and Jason had a split. And we, it was when we were riding together a lot. Like, we lived down And that was one of my favorite parts. We were just, like, going back and forth. Like, hey, I got a clip. You better get one, man. Like, this, so, like, so the project can be ended, you know? Like, and we were just, like, testing each other and stuff and it was awesome though so that's one of my favorite because he was always one of my favorite to share a part with him was like pretty sick in my eyes so, yeah, that one and I'm trying I'm trying to get Mastroni to get that off his hard drive for a while he's black well maybe maybe this can be good motivation get it yeah I love that part that that, that came out like thousand. Nice. Yeah, I I haven't seen it, so I definitely would like to. Yeah, well, as soon as as soon as I get it, I'll send it. To you. <laughs> Once it's online, I'm sure it'll make the rounds like that. Uh... No, it's nowhere to be found because once it, it is though. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully I'll offer to pay Mastroni to find it. So we'll see. Because <laughs> that's what I did during COVID. I went through and found every single one of my video parts, like every one that I could or trips that I've been on, like trip team videos, like, and I saved all those. So I have like a whole folder of them. Good. And that's like one of the main ones I'm missing. The, the only one I need. So other than that, I have them all. Dang. Yeah, it's really good because it sucks whenever something like Vital BMX goes away and yeah. every single thing that's uploaded on there that nobody ever bothered yeah. to keep anywhere else yeah yeah that's what happened with vimeo vimeo was like sent out emails saying you better save your stuff because it's getting deleted or something and then it did so it's like everything got deleted yeah i always hear people talk about that and then they talk about like copyright stuff with vimeo and then yeah just delete. music like the music being copyrighted on vimeo so then they just exit out the whole video it's, it's so crazy because I don't think I've ever had something get deleted from my old Vimeo page. It's all still really? there. Hmm. You might have you might have felt you might have uh, responded to the email and saved your account or something. Yeah, actually, maybe I don't know. Either way, I'm glad yeah. that it's there, and hopefully, you get that video from Mastroni so we can get it posted up. I'm trying, I'm trying someday. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure he's a busy guy too. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's not fun digging through. 17 hard drives for one thing, oh, you know. God, trust me. I know all about it. Literally, there's four or five in here. Four in here. Then there's one, two, three, four down there. I can see at least six behind my computer. <laughs> yeah, more than that, too. Jeez. So. Yeah, it's insane. But 
you have to do it because like we keep talking about stuff getting deleted like you it sucks to have stuff get deleted so you want to have it yeah that's the worst yeah i, I that's why i'm pretty psyched now to have like a solid solid database of all my cards, so. mm-hmm. yeah so do you pay a lot of attention to like everything that goes on in the bmx world i mean i mean as much as i can like much as my brain allows me to <laughs> like it, yeah it's, it's a it's funny because a lot of the times i'll be like man i don't even watch videos anymore but i forget that i'm watching videos every day on instagram you know it, it, it you it, you just don't have that same feel like you used to like you're sitting at the, you're watching something but no i'm watching bmx every single day no you don't get you don't think you are like you are yeah that makes sense so like do you have any thoughts on the current state of BMX? I love it. Like it's 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 better than ever. There's so many young riders I like. Like I, I met that dude um a few months ago, Harrison at Kari. Freaking yeah. savage. Yeah, like I met him a few months ago and I don't know, he's like a super young kid and he's like one of my favorites to watch. And like Yeah, like like Riley Smith, like he's twenty one. He's we're exactly a, half my age and he's one of my favorite dudes and like great to hang out with so it's just yeah i i enjoy all of it there's always there's always bad parts of dmx there always has been you know but yeah you always look for the good parts of it you know yeah and actually we talk about you know bmx 25 years ago versus today it it'd be an interesting conversation to think about some of the the like things that have come and gone in the BMX world because Uh-oh. I feel like that always happens. Things, things just come and go. And yeah, just, yeah. There was a one point in BMX you couldn't do a knack. Like you couldn't like, do a knack knack. No, if you did a knack knack, you like you were clowned on. It no was like, way. Yeah, you were like it was like get out of here, go home. This was probably <laughs> this is like mid nineties. Yeah, if you did a knack knack, that was like like dudes took it serious like it was like you know get out of here leave the trails what the hell do they have nothing better to do or worry about stricter times you know it was, it was different times you know <laughs> that's crazy yeah there was a lot of tricks like you, yeah knack knack was the huge one though if you did a knack knack no you get out of here you leave it was like banned it was banned from bmx for a long time <laughs> That's honestly yeah. funny. What if Matt Cordova traveled back in time and did one of his knack-knacks? I mean, I'm sure. I well, BF even like back then did him like that kind of like Cordova, but it was just yeah. I guess because the knack-knack came became associated with motocross, like motocross riders started doing it, and they were like Jeremy McGrath and these like like bright leather uniforms and and it was like a rate racers would do it at the track and they're like bright yet bright neon uniforms so it was just very like frowned upon you know whoa yeah it's pretty crazy the trick <laughs> yeah trick was just banned for a long no time doubt. and then it became cool again it became one of the coolest tricks you know so yeah like right now it's yeah like yeah for the past decade it's been the coolest trick but yeah it was it was a big no-no for a long time Geez, somebody said no after contest brawls after results like back in the day between Mira and Miron these days. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, those well those are savage vert riders too, you know. <laughs> like mm-hmm. very that's a different breed. Yeah. 
Yep. People just go to Instagram and complain. Yeah, so. Yeah, it used to be crazy. That's so wild. Was there ever any other examples of something that was like the knack-knack? Um, I mean, I guess it could, could, could be comparable to, like, even for a long time. I, I think it's toned down a bit, but people, like, landing on grass. You know what I mean? Riding on grass. Like, that, like, that was... Yeah. I think that's kind of mellow i don't know it depends i know i still think it's strict i don't know <laughs> but I, I feel like that one's one that's like people it, it, are, it varies different from each obstacle you know what i mean like yeah people are like not actually serious about it but yeah I, I don't know there's different crowds that think different ways about it I, it depends it all it depends yeah are as, there as far as tricks i can't many other no like yeah like even back then backflips in general were really frowned upon i think from the like a lot of east coast trail riders like you like doing a backflip wasn't very west coast you know wow i mean even today thinking about it i feel like you don't see a lot of clips of people in the pa yeah. trails doing backflips yeah it's mostly when like hucker visits there and then he'll he'll do the biggest one ever that people would know. Yeah. What about uh manuals to nowhere? Manual one eighties to nowhere. Yeah, that that yeah. I don't know. I was never I was never into that, but that people, was a trend. It was a hot thing for a minute there. <laughs> it was like quarter trick, like ding ding dong ding, and then manual down one eighty. Yeah, it's too funny to think about some of the stuff that people have cared about throughout the years in those ways. Somebody's home. You're good. Do uh, do we have a cutoff time here? Um, no. Whatever, okay. Whatever you usually do. I'm I was just checking to see if maybe you had to go because of that, but no, I'm no. good. Yeah, and. I feel like there's even tricks in the opposite way that are like people like love a lot that maybe aren't as crazy as the amount people love them. Like what one? Give me an example. <laughs> I, I have to think for a second. <sighs> so one people love, but isn't that? That isn't like as crazy as much as people love it. Like like people will lose their minds over a really, really good tabletop, but then yeah, but that but that's all that's all style based, you know what I mean? Like right. that's but the rider it doesn't it's just like you're not you're not gonna beat Aiken doing a tabletop or no, like not. or Bowen doing a three or Bowen just doing a three sixty. Like it's just that's that's special gifts from those riders that can do those simple tricks, and they're the lucky ones. Like oh, yeah. Doyle, Doyle can do, like, three tricks the rest of his life, and people love it. Like, he can do Superman three invert and a three turn down, and never gets old. And it never will. And it's, I think yeah. that's part of what's beautiful about BMX, too. Yeah, and that, yeah, those guys are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had that. Well, I mean, yours might just be a somewhat more difficult as you get older the people love seeing you do hop whips yeah that's i, I hope and so. your bar spins 
Yeah, I, I did. I am. I do get stoked on that. That people enjoy my bar spins, and that feels really good. Well, they're just so clean. It's always been one of my favorite tricks, and I always take pride in doing it proper and whatnot. So it's just catching it good and whatnot. So yeah, that that makes me feel good that people recognize that. Oh yeah, dude, and and then I mean, you've definitely got a solid list of achievements under your belt too. Tried, tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. We pull. We watched the uh, Foof Downwhip clip at Swamp Fest. Yeah. Did was that something that you like came up with or saw somebody try or had been working on for a long time before you filmed that one? I've never seen anyone try it. I don't. I have. I actually have no idea how it came up, but I, I'm. I knew I first started trying it was the day, actually the, the day I did the, the truck in the parking lot that we talked mm. about. But I tried it at that contest, but it was a very, very small like bank to wedge and it, it just wouldn't have worked out. And then fast forward to Metro Jam, I think a few months later, and it just had the most steep bank and probably like two foot sub. And it just like worked for it and like, in a contest environment setting, it's so much easier to get things done like that too, you know? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's one of yeah, those things. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing anyone try it before, or I, I think maybe Chris Bennett might've mentioned trying it to me or something like that. But yeah, I, I don't know where it came from, but it just kind of makes sense. I've, only done it a couple times and i've always wanted to do it again <laughs> so that might be a battle that's the trick yeah, seems like it's just difficult i've always been with tricks too like a lot of times i i do it i do it and then i move on you know what i mean i've, I've never oh, been yeah. i've never been that good at keeping up with stuff like that you know when it's so like pushed so far and you're like trying so hard to get something like that sometimes it's just it's only meant to happen one time yeah i don't know i'm not very good with like it's almost like i, I like doyle like he had like every day for years double truck every like every time he wrote double truck and i'm like i don't know i just didn't never had that commitment level which is why he did a thousand times better in contests than me because he would do his stuff all the time and most of those other guys would and i'd only do them at contests you know what i mean like my contest tricks i did them at that that kind of makes it sicker though like i yeah i don't know i just i just couldn't get myself to be that disciplined yeah that's fair <clears throat> when's uh speaking of contests and stuff when was the last time you did a seven? Oh man Into bone pick count. <laughs> oh, we're just no. doing a seven. No, um, um, shoot, probably. I can't remember. Nice. Not even remember. It's it's well over fifteen years. It has to be. Yeah. I feel like the sevens are a kind of trick that could get so crazy so fast if you don't just like do them consistently. Well, the people they they figured them out. Like you know what I mean. Like they figured out like standing up straight and like kind of like mm-hmm. when when i did sevens it was two three six you know what i mean like i stayed flat and mm-hmm. i was in the, 
I was in the same position that I would do a regular 360. So it was, it was just more like probably I might pull this, but there's a good chance I might. <laughs> it definitely had no consistency with it a little bit, but not that. Do, do you miss that about BMX when people were willing to just like huck it? Yeah, because it definitely made it, it, it was, um, you didn't know what was going you know like, oh yeah like you'd see like like jay maron drop in on vert and do f- like five five pump walls like super high airs and you're like man you know he's gonna go for it. <laughs> and there's a good chance he never tried it before so just that like surprise aspect of it like that was amazing you know what i mean uh-huh. as a, like he yeah he didn't practice any of that shit like mccoy like all those guys it was just like we're here at the comp let's see what happens you know <laughs> like, oh yeah those are yeah like i i remember i was uh, yeah there was one contest and i was like man i'm gonna i saw taj he was doing one-handed whips i was like man i'm gonna try a one-handed whip and just completely died like (laughs) i tried it before ever in my life and just as soon as the whip got halfway took my hand off bike stopped stopped in front of me and just landed on it and rolled on it and it was yeah didn't didn't work out good yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of people left who are who are sending it like that. Morgan talked about it in the the unclicked he did recently, talking about himself just trying yeah. tricks for the first time on Mega Ramp. Oh man, yeah, and and Morgan does a lot of like gaps too and stuff yep. like that. I guess that's the closest thing you could get to it these days is like because you you're not filling out some of the gaps he does like yeah. You- battle at hastings i think he was trying some crazy alley-oop split or oh thing. yeah oh Friendly. yeah oh like you can't really you can't feel that out so yeah i mean i guess you could say the stuff that goes on in the events at swamp fest to an extent is hugging yeah. it because people are for sure hucking it yeah true i guess that that those are obstacles that are built for it too mm-hmm. you know kind of forcing like, it yeah that dude the one guy man I don't know how he kept going, but he was trying something on the vert wall and just kept floating away from it and just falling. I, yeah, I remember seeing highlights of that. I was working at the booth, the OSS booth during that stuff, but I remember seeing highlights of that. Yeah, but oh, and was... the, the other guy I saw the video of that was amazing was the the bar gap to King Trail. Oh, Jamie Thayer. Yeah, that was so sick. He was... he's a hucker for sure. But that looked so clean, grinded the whole rails. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could barely even call him a hucker because of how calculated everything he's doing is. I guess that the the cult grind rail in and the the flip in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was just send it. That dude's just got such a cool Swamp Fest saga going at this point. And the dude's jumping off the top into the... The six by six little moat. Like, I, I couldn't believe that. Like, oh, I, dude. Person until like later in video, and I was like, oh my God, that thing is so narrow. Like, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, like the dude watching that happen and not being able to see the water because of the people standing between where I was at and the water. And like the first guy, you're like, oh yeah, cool. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Then there's the dude who's wearing jeans and a shirt, and he's standing yeah, up like, there. Everyone's like, no, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Like an insane clown posse t-shirt. He's probably <laughs> like a 12 pack of beer, and he's like, this is it. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh my 
God, yeah. I guess yeah, that, that was that's some of the best people watching I've ever seen in my life. Is that that event for real? I mean, I heard that it's not going to be at that same location or something or another. Yeah, that's what I heard too. They're they're getting another spot, so what, hopefully the the owners of the next place will be as lenient as the ones at this event. Yeah, I think. I mean, from what I heard, I have absolutely no idea if it's truth or speculation or what, but I heard that the people who own that place had another spot lined up too, so it might be like same owners. Man, yeah, I, I I'm still amazed that the owners are like dead. You know, it, it, well, I heard people saying that like the owner was one of the people who, when the band was playing, people were throwing fireworks. Was one of the people out there with the horn, like playing or going. Uh, then yeah, he's right in his environment. Then so he's stoked. He he brought he brought the chaos to his backyard. That's all. That's yeah, Florida, baby. <laughs> different different world. It seriously is a different world. But God, I mean, how many swamp fests have you gone to at this point? Uh, just two. Uh, that was my second. And then one was 2021, 2020, maybe. I, yeah, right around that. Dude, such a good... I don't know. I just love going to Swamp Fest. Yeah, Trey, Trey does an amazing job. I'm sure it's a lot more stress on him than what it, what it looks like. It just all folds together perfectly. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. So shout out to those guys for all the hard work they put in. Seriously, I mean, that's so much work they literally built a castle oh yeah walt disney would have been proud of that yeah walt disney was stoked in his grave or isn't he like frozen or something i yeah. think he froze it and then he'll once they figure out that technology he'll be back yeah then he'll be able to watch swamp fest videos and get stoked <laughs> open up another one. Oh christ <clears throat> so who else are you riding for besides OSS Demolition and SNM? Um, that's that um Clay Clay Brown Pusher Pusher Mail Order, and he'll like he flew out he flew us out to his house last year. I mean, uh, not that long ago, just to hang out and stuff. And he's awesome, and he's always supported me. We've done trips. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but Dennis rides for them. Yeah. Stuff. So like, yeah, we've had like some team trips, and it's been a minute since we've done a team trips, but flew out there to hang out with him so yeah that's put the mail order and like push the bmx shop and then i did get shoes from etnies but pova is not there anymore so i don't even know who to talk to oh yeah so, so oh well it's a good run yeah is uh those, are those ramps that are in somebody's backyard up there is that the pusher guy yeah yeah that's <clears throat> yeah that's in clay's backyard and yeah he built all that and he shreds them, and he's a lifelong BMXer, and he's one of the best dudes. He's yeah, I mean, you can't run a shop like that or any of the other shops that are like that around the country and not be, like, down. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, actually, my first Swamp Fest, he's like, hey, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, and he, he blew me out there. Like, just That's awesome. Out. Yeah, it was, like, so rad. So that's play. Hell yeah. And uh on the lines of like sponsorship stuff, do you are your wheels still a thing or your back wheels still a thing with demolition? Yeah, I still have a signature hub through them. It's called the Rotator and that's been out for like thirteen years now, something wow. like that. So I've had that with them like right around the time last chance came out, that video. So came out around then. So 
they yes. always they always update it and do that stuff. So I was going on inside that thing, but they do. <laughs> All you know is that it fakies when you need it to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yo, what a question. I never would have known about this. Somebody asked how your huffy days were. Oh, they 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 were awesome cuz that was like mid I think mid senior year I got on them. Like that was we were I flew out to a so when I turned pro, what, like I was telling you earlier, like you weren't sponsored, but I made the pro finals. So mm-hmm. I did that pro, and then I used that money. The money I won from that contest, I got seventh, and I used that money, and I flew to California for the next contest in the series. And that one actually got rained out. So everyone that was supposed to be in the contest went to this local skate park in San Jose. Ended up riding there and like must impress the team manager and they got me to ride coffee and then yeah coffee got was getting paid in high school and then got wow. to go that summer as soon as I graduated I went on tour it was at Walmart's in the Midwest but it was like looking back I, I don't know I was so stoked at the time looking back it was but huh. we said We'd set up ramps. It was for Pepsi because we were co-sponsored by Pepsi. So Pepsi was sold through Walmart or whatever, and they brought us in to do shows. And then, but they wouldn't advertise it at all. So we'd set up and everything. And sometimes we'd be riding for like or something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was different times, but it was awesome though. It was just out on the road for a few months, and I walk into my hotel room, and Dave Frank is there, and I'm like, never met him before, and I'm like. <laughs> that was like like starstruck and i'm about to go on tour with this dude you know hell yeah yeah so but those are good times and then yeah, that was like the start of my sponsor that's pretty wild you say huffy was your first paying sponsor yeah, yeah but at that time the team was crazy it was like ruben ruben alicantara was on like yeah. Arden, i missed like it was nasty nasty was on it was just like it was a massive team we're putting money into it, it was like pretty whack as a brand but you got to travel for free you got paid you got to be around these amazing riders that we up to you know so it made it like a, a little cooler <laughs> like yeah and so what was the rest of bmx's perspective seeing that did they care i don't think anyone really cared no one cared no one gave it like you're gonna give Ruben shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, right. You're, you're gonna say shit to Frymouth, like you're gonna no say one, something to nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like no one really, no one cared, but no one was buying the product. You know what I mean? It wasn't like people were going out and buying aftermarket Huffy frames. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was just cool as a whole. But it, it it was what it was, and a lot of there was a lot of those deals. There was like dozens of them that people were doing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Were were you riding any? Was Huffy like making any parts at that time? Was like, I mean, complete. I I rode a race frame. Like, I rode a frame and had can eleven frame because I wouldn't ride like uh, Odd Lions had a signature bike, but sorry, it was like it was really bad and it was just something I wasn't into. So I was just like, well, I'm gonna ride a race so I rode a race. Huh. And if you see this thing now, like that down tube is it, the thickest thing you've ever seen. And the back end's almost as long as probably. Wow. 
like looking back doing some of the moves that like we did on those like all like some of that doesn't make any sense geometry wise with bmx throughout the years like my head tube was probably like a 73 and a half or something like that 73 and a half head tube for over 14 inch back end like a down tube yeah like this thick like (laughs) but at the same time i didn't really i didn't know about geometry back then so it was just like don't ask don't tell you don't like you just wrote it you know yeah i mean when you hear people talk about frames and geometry back in those days it wasn't a consideration people talked about it was like oh i'm riding the this brand's frame or this one it wasn't yeah like the like the only concept of geometry i had back then like it was called a pro like there was a pro and a pro xl Mm -hmm. pro was the shorter version the pro xl was the longer version so it's just i when I was real young, I got the Pro. Then when I got a little longer, you got the Pro XL. Yeah. So, yeah. It was definitely different. Yeah. And, I mean, even today, though, riding the VTM XL, that's a pretty middle-of-the-road frame geometry-wise. Yeah. What what, what what size top tube do you run? 21. Yeah, see, like, ours are just the same, just different, probably different standovers. And, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I run 21 too, so that's the only difference. Yeah, I mean, I was going to get the XL, and then I found out that the regular BTM was coming back into stock right then, and that was the one I was going to get it originally. Yeah, I just like the tall standover because you see the tall. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Did you have an animated Huffy sticker? I missed that by the year. I know it. Yeah, but every team rider, every team rider had like we gave them out at like the signings or whatever but it was like thicker like this big or something like that and like like nasties like he was like all cartoony sticking out of a low rider truck like ruben ruben for some reason wanted a tail on his so ruben's rider had a tail <laughs> it's like yeah it was, they were pretty funny so i missed that by a year and oh my they, god i found a picture of nasties yeah yeah see it <laughs> So they were all kind of like that base. They were very cartoony. Dude, BMX needs this again. Yeah, like, it, it's funny. that you, If you see Rubens, he has a tail. Like, he just wanted a tail. <laughs> yeah, I wanted a tail. And then, okay. yeah, so I, I, they went bankrupt before I got that. Got to do that stuff. Dang. Oh, my gosh. It's a freaking kangaroo tail. Oh, you found Rubens? Yeah, dude, it's literally like a kangaroo. Yeah, funny. He just wanted a tail. Dude, I want a sticker like this. Yeah, he wanted a tail, so they gave him a tail. That's too cool. Darn, it's a bummer you missed out on that. I know. I would. Yeah, it would have been cool to get one of those. You wouldn't have got a tail, would you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ruben already had that one, so it was taken. That Maybe is... a lobster claw or some shit. Yeah. Oh, a lobster claw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. I kind of want to design my own animated thing now or have somebody else do it because that is so cool. Yeah, I wonder who the artist is who drew it. Who drew it. I, I probably just had Poor Boy do it <laughs> to do Poor one today. I mean, we talked about something like that, but... That... Oh, wait. Eric Brozel? That's the artist? That's what someone just said. Wow, that's amazing! Someone actually knew that because I never. 
Oh, salty BMXer. Please send me pictures. He says he has all of them, he thinks. Really? I want to see pictures of the other ones. Yeah, like, yeah, Ardeline and Todd Lyons had one and stuff. But... That's, that's fucking Yeah, it's definitely in different, different times. <laughs> yeah, so. That's like stuff I could totally, totally see Charlie you know what I mean like something he like would do you know well that's kind of like the uh, the Fu Man how they used to make different characters of that yeah true yeah I just literally I have a whole bunch of those stickers and I literally just packed them today they yeah they're above my computer and there was like a Thanos one a Ninja Turtle uh, <laughs> yeah they look like a like South Park character there was a couple South Park characters in there huh uh, so where did you move from Huffy? Huffy, then I I went to Volume. Like, oh, okay. Huffy Huffy went bankrupt, and Arlene was on. Uh, Arlene was on Huffy, so then he was in California, and he's like, "Hey, come out and stay." And then Volume was just starting, and like we went out and Road Street and stuff, and I got, I got on Volume from that point. My buddy. My neighbor, the guy who actually got me into BMX, had a volume Ardeline frame. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he... was... yeah. Go ahead. One of the first frames of like integrated. Yeah, because it was just a flat tube that the yeah. bearings went into. It was one of the very like first. It had a European bottom bracket. Yep. And he would call it the volume Adraline. <laughs> that's funny because when i first saw him in videos that's how i pronounced it too no way really? i'm sitting here i'm i'm breaking my buddy's balls by saying that right now and you're like no that's how i used to say yeah, it. i actually didn't know how to say it like i was like adrenaline yeah like it was just yeah huh so you went to volume and then was it verde before snm no there's a lot we'll get along one second i gotta round and grab my charger real quick oh yeah you're good Anybody, if you have any questions for Biz, hit him up. I regret selling my 1664 SNM bone saw frame. It had a cool Fu Man sticker on it. Yeah, that was like the thing. I packed those up. It's like I never stuck those on anything because I didn't. They're too cool. I want to just have the sticker to look at the sticker and not have to keep the thing it's stuck onto. Cause that would that would be a bummer but uh yeah if you guys have any thoughts or questions there's been some really good stuff in the chat today salty bmxer and jason taylor everybody oh, we got a dog barking oh yeah so come on boom volume to what oh yeah yeah so i went i was on huffy and huffy went out of business and then that's great yeah because yeah they went out of business got on volume and then volume was like a year and then i i was doing really good in contest like really good and then schwinn hit me up and it was like like i can't you can't turn down schwinn money mm -hmm. you know what I mean? it was like too good so wrote for schwinn schwinn another year like less than a year schwinn goes bankrupt yeah so then got off schwinn got had a brief little time period of nothing and then i was always good friends with 
guy who ran DK and did all that fun day. Doyle was on DK. I got on DK. I was on DK for three months. They start, system cycle starts distributing fly. I never even heard of fly. No one had in America. And they're like, system, who was, who owned DK was yeah. like, we're going to put you on fly. And I was like, all right, I'm still dealing with the same people. Like, you know, I still like, everything was still the same. So then I was on fly for three period. And then probably like a few years. And then I left fly and went back to volume. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> There's, a, there's quite the track record here. <laughs> it's just like, but it, 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 yeah, it all, it all, uh, pan out the way it's supposed to. You know, so then, volume, and then I left the perfect. I was like the older guy, volume. Like the younger guys were coming up, and I had an opportunity at Verde. And I was like, dude, do more with the younger guys, and then I got this opportunity for right here. So I'll take this. And it just like worked out better for both of us, you know? Yeah, and then, then after that, Verdi just kind of fizzled. Like it, they just kind of like weren't doing anything. Like stuff wasn't so hot. And then, yeah, came out here with all the guys on the SM Wins trip. Stayed in a hotel room up the street from me, and I went out with them every day. And Charlie's like, "Why don't you just ride for SM?" I'm like, "Sounds awesome." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that happened, yeah. Hell yeah. So there's a yeah there's a bit of a list of sponsors in there you got a resume <laughs> yeah but it all like a few of them bankrupt a few of them it just was the time to move on and have to like nothing no bad feelings or anything it's just you know that that happens with everything you know right were you on schwinn long enough to get one of those helmets uh schwinn what what helmets like a full look? face with your name on the back i wouldn't have ran a full face anyway so oh, that would okay that was only like the bird dudes, so like, which is funny. I think someone talked about this not too long ago. Like, we, I was actually me and Van and Wismersky were actually on the race. Oh, it was a freestyle team, but since we were dirt riders for Schwinn, we were on the race team. Gotcha. Yeah, so like, it was like these list of racers, then us three, like, and a few other like dirt riders. But was yeah. was Hollywood on the race team too? What where was he part of? <laughs> He might have just been a show rider. Like, he might have just been on the freestyle. Like, there was the, the show team. So, I think. Okay. Yeah, like, he was a show dude. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my God, that guy. Yeah, I've never met him. The only time I met him was, was, um, Schwinn got me a hotel room or something. And he was, I forget what happened. Like, they're like, okay, this this other guy coming in and he's going to stay the night. So, I go to my hotel room. I'm asleep dude hollywood comes in i'm like all right didn't really talk to him he passes out and i think in the middle of the night like i woke up and he was like in his sleep like spitting on the walls or something like that <laughs> like just like and i was like oh, shit i don't know i went back to bed woke up he was gone that was my only interaction with him ever. <laughs> that's so crazy he has always been such a savage and a really nice dude yeah i know. never met him like like that only seen him walk in the hotel room i was half asleep woke up spinning on the walls gone in the that was it that was my interaction wild yeah so that was about it yeah but schwinn didn't last long but yeah when it, did, it was awesome it was like you weren't it was like there's a plane ticket get on the plane go here someone picks you up go to the hotel like you weren't like it was like 
it was such like a big corporation and they were just throwing out money left and right that a puppet <laughs> yeah i wonder what it takes for stump opportunities like that to come up again for people in bmx shoot i don't know i, I mean I, it, it's still around kind of the red bulls and the stuff like that this there's not bike companies like that. right just like the shoe companies like well, there's only one like vans but so, very those things are awesome <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Huh. So I've been curious all day thinking about this one. Just wondering, like, do you do anything outside of BMX for fun? Um, shoot. Or is riding just it? I mean, I don't have that much, like, hang with the dog and the lady and yeah. Like, yeah, I don't never really like pedal the beach and do that stuff. And I, I, I mean, I love skateboarding, like, but I don't actually do it anymore. But mm -hmm. I, I love skateboarding and doing all that, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's the simple things, hiking and that type of thing, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I'm not, not some crazy woodworker or some shit like some people, you know, yeah. I just wondered, and I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with BMX being like your whole life because yeah, I, I don't have time for my other hobbies because I just want to ride my bike. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I love watching sports. <laughs> oh, yeah? What, which sports? Uh, you know, I'm football, but Brady just retired, so stuff's going to get a little different. So. <laughs> you a diehard Brady fan? Yeah, I love him because we've been watching him. I've been watching him for like... It was like 21 years, you know, so... So just... you guys had, like, the same length career, except you're still going? Uh, my started before his, actually. Like oh, so old. you're... You are you have more longevity than Tom He started... In, well, I think a little, <laughs> a little better longevity. Yeah, but he's a, he was at the top of his game forever, and I was just... I've been holding on. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, ever since, like... Him and Lonnie, the guy in the trails, they started the same season. So, mm. and then it was just always watching that. It was cool. Anything else, or is it just football? Football, I don't know. Like Bruins are killing it this year. So, Boston, like, what? I, I don't know. I like good to like talk to your family about that stuff because sports are such a big thing back home in Boston. So, I try, try to keep up with keep up with them and have shit to talk about. You know. Yeah, but that's cool because, I mean, that's the type of stuff that makes you a person. Yeah. So, yeah, not, yeah. I wish I was really good at something else, but no. <laughs> no, you don't need to be good at anything else yeah. when you could ride bikes and you live in friggin' California. <laughs> it's been raining the past few weeks. I heard about that. I saw somebody post, like, how is it still raining? It, it, it. It isn't as bad as people say. It'll be like compared to East Coast weather or something like that. It'll like a little bit on, a little bit off, and then like drizzle. But California never. Yeah. But yeah, so it doesn't happen often. So it, they. More. Yeah, it's like anywhere south of like the bottom of Ohio when it snows and people just. Can't, they lose their minds. The whole city shuts down. 
Why? Because you guys get the lake up, lake effect up there. Oh, well, I'm just, I, I don't know uh, that. There's a line anywhere south of that line in the U.S. If it snows, people just they don't know how to function. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I thought, I thought those people would know how to deal with it more. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, when it snows in like North Carolina. Oh yeah, that low, that low. Right. It just it shuts everything down. Yeah, I bet. <clears throat> so. What does like normal BMX life look like for you? Where, where, and when? How often are you riding? Shoot, every 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 time's different. Like um, every every Sunday is usually dedicated like uh, OSS day, so we'll go out and nice. then if I have time during the week or something, like I, I try to parks or something. Whoever's around, so like yeah, like today was random. Today's a Thursday, and when all the guys. Center, you probably know that place. Can you say it again? It cut out a little bit. Uh, we went to Santa Ana Civic Center today. Oh, okay, like it's you'd love it. It's like the brick banks, like that. Like you, as soon as you'd seen. Oh, it, seen, I think I've seen clips there. Yeah, yeah. So that that place is still going, and then you can go there midweek, and then Grant was Jordan. Jordan's in town from England, so Grant mm. was him. So taking him to midweek spots. So yeah, and then. Yeah, this Saturday I judging a contest. One of those US is it USL BMX? I think. Oh, it is. the USA BMX in San Diego. Yeah, I'm judging that with Kaczynski, so I'm doing that. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. Are you stoked for that? Yeah, yeah. I I always love when the judging gigs come up. Like I've been doing X Games the past few years, and the bands, whenever bands have his contests, whether it be a street one or a bowl one, I've done those. So it's that's that's always a dis- different to it that i enjoy stressful but <laughs> yeah i mean like what what are you thinking whenever you're watching like and trying to figure out how to judge somebody man it's hard like it's it's like i and i even go through like the same things when i when you're sitting there at a contest just watching you'll like you'll see something happen you'll be like oh damn and then look over to your buddy and say that's cool or something but when you're judging you're like paying attention to everything like and like focusing in on it so you kind of see everything mm-hmm. it's way different like even yeah from when i'm watching to when i'm judging it's way different but it, it's tough <laughs> it doesn't get easy like i i regret i regret saying yes every time i do it <laughs> yeah, it's tough. yeah i'm sure it is and i feel like and this is a conversation i've had a lot with people about contests and the way that they happen and everything i feel like the format for judging somewhat has like lent to contests getting to where they are it it depends on the style of contest too because the the vans the vans on this year is like totally different than yeah judging. that's that's way that's, that's different totally different than judging an x games and then judging like those feist ones i've never done one of those but that's a thousand times different than judging it the other ones you know it's like yeah fans uh the waffle cup is that what you're talking about yeah so the, that one you can be a little more loose you know what i mean like it, it doesn't matter like mess ups don't count as much but yeah the other, the other ones they it has to be like a lawless run you know so oh yeah and i mean in my pers- from my perspective i feel like the waffle cup was like the perfect way to run a contest where you have you can throw everybody in the same course and have it be okay yeah like yeah like even like the top three this year like you go from like it like first was kevin peraza then you go next was johnny rakis yeah and then 
third was Colin Baranek, like such different, like riding all around and, but they all have a place yep. out there. Yeah. Yeah, man, I didn't know that you were judging contests like that. That's really cool. For a long time. And then like it, it, it ended a little bit ago, but Hot Wheels had a whole, like we'd had like the junior series. Yeah, We had like seven stops a year. So I'd be gone like all the time doing those, but those, those kind of, those ended like last year. So I was always doing those on the road and those are fun like just to see the new young kids like i saw that kid caden the kid mm -hmm. on fit, him when he was like i think he could ride before he could talk and he was like <laughs> he was like killing it like yeah and he like couldn't barely form a sentence <laughs> but because he, he was so young just messing but yeah that's how young he was but. yeah that kid's incredible yeah and he'd be at every stop and it was just like i seen him progress and come up where it was and so th those ones are cool. Yeah, and I think that's how this one is this weekend. It's all age. Yep. Have you, is this the first USA BMX one yeah. that you've done? Yeah, this is the first one I've done for them. They so. are really cool. It's got all of those age groups, and then it's just, it's kind of giving a path for the contest style rider who wants to try and go somewhere with things. Yeah, it's cool. Like, uh, there isn't like the younger kids or amateurs to have a series so this is a good one for them to get you know how it works if you get like the top class so do they get to go to the the other main contest like the pro one i wonder i i should i this is stuff i probably know but so i think that's the goal is to get it yeah. to the point where like oh you win the open or whatever the top level classes that yeah because this is what we talked about originally in the whole entire thing. Cause I was like, so somewhat part of the conversation before those actually started and just yeah. talked about how they wanted to start giving a blueprint and then get it to the point where they could, you know, establish relationships for people who win in like local communities because there's sometimes grants in local communities that can help you with travel and things like that yeah and then connections to companies so we've seen a few of the people who've done well at those contests get hooked up by like free agent or hyper or something well, that's cool they get a free flight to go somewhere awesome yeah and then this year they're starting to do uh an am jam like a just a jam the Friday yeah. before the event that where anybody who's there, not just people who are riding in the contest can participate in the jam. And they're like tossing out money and prizes and stuff, just like a normal jam. Brad. Oh yeah. Well, I'm stoked for that. Hang out with the kid. That's cool. Yeah, he's that one, is pretty he's sweet. He's one of the other judges. So that'll be cool. Yeah. And, um, I know you mentioned that you're working on a, part for the oss full length do you have any other projects going on as of right now no like the video is just finished and we'll have like hopefully in a like within the month like in a month that's nice. a full and like everyone has parts like uh high desert ryan mills um others that I'm, I'm leaving out. but yeah full-length video and pretty stuff. do you already film your banger 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, my part's done. It's all wrapped up. So Hell yeah, I'm stoked on it. Like I, I never thought I'd put out another part again since Headlights. It was like four we slowly got on, got into filming this, and then um, just started stacking stuff. And, and I don't know. I'm happy. With, I'm happy the way it came out. It's not the longest part, but I'm gonna be awesome, man. That's super sick. Uh, then after that riding trying to keep up the skills yeah yeah well hell yeah i uh i don't want to keep you too long here but that was the end of everything i had going on uh that works for me yeah so was there anything else you're stoked for coming up in the future anything you want to talk about or point people to uh just this video i'm just stoked for people to see it i'm working on it like I came in a little after the project, but guys have been busting their ass on it too. So just for everyone to see that and then have an actual premiere like at a theater, it's going to be awesome. Like, Dude, you know, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. It's so much fun. And just to get everyone together and come out and have like that. So that's, yeah, that's the next big thing. He's still done. Is like is adam still in charge of oss and all that yeah yeah phil's yeah phil phil's the main dude like adam like owns it obviously phil's phil like all is puts in a lot of hard work and good with the team and everything like that and i help phil out with events and whatnot and stuff like that and then yeah so adam's still fully tuned into bmx Billy knows what's going on, like, looks at everything. He'll send us videos and be like, oh, shit, you see this kid? And I'm like, I don't even know who that kid is. <laughs> like, yeah, it's rad, though. Like, he's definitely stoked on it. And back on it. I think cool. that's really cool to see with someone who's just, he's wildly successful in a realm that's totally outside and beyond BMX. But And he could just totally, he could just leave it to the side and never do anything with it again, and he's not. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's stoked on what we're doing and it's cool so yeah it should be out hopefully within a month but you know how that stuff goes yeah. yeah so uh last thing i just thought of is there because you said you like somewhat try pay attention to what's going on is there anybody who's like up and coming or anything that you're paying attention to um yeah i like i said earlier that the kid person like I, I, is, I think he's arrived at this point. Is it really? <laughs> he's just know. incredible. Yeah. yeah, I love that kid. I love his riding. I love um, the the little kid from Japan. That kid is insane. Like how smooth he is. What's his? You know what I'm talking about? The little There's like a couple. Little, well, the little 11 year old kid that does, he's like like one like street rider kid like 180 bars and like like super smooth and crank flips and stuff. A O U B M X. I don't know, Suski or something his name is or something, Soski or something. This kid's doing flip whips, so he's not. No, this is like a like a street kid that's like steez. Like, he has like good style and shit. Shh, there's Shoa. Maybe that kid. Might be that kid. I don't know. Well, this one, he's doing flips and bars. No. And, well, there's that's a good. rail ride to bar picture in here. No, this kid does like, you know, he does like full cabs on the ground and manual 180 bars and he's oh, like oh i think i know you're talking about he's, he's like way too little to be able to do that stuff and look good yeah 
yeah. definitely so that kid and like i don't know i'm a I'm impressed every time I open up Instagram. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to, like, like, I clicked on something today and I saw this dude do, just do, like, the best manual to, like, 180 down whips into a wedge, like, in two different styles. And, like, crazy. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's so much stuff that I'm proud to do. Yeah. So, where can people find you on the internet? Just biz underscore Jordan. Yeah, that's what it is on Instagram. That's about all I use. So that's about it. And the video, will it be, do you know if it's going to be sold or just go up or what? We'll print some for just for people to have at the premiere, I think, but it'll be on YouTube. So it'll be free on YouTube. I'm 90%. Yes. Well, hell yeah, man. I appreciate your time in doing this, and uh, I'm stoked for next time we get to run into each other. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and hopefully we get to ride next time. Oh, yeah. Come to California. Get out of that cold Ohio. <laughs> it's it's on the schedule. I'm, we've, we've been talking about a couple different things potentially to do out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it, man. Yes.